Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a review. I'm Leah Merrill, joined today by Craig Morgan, who is calling in from Seattle, where there will not be an NHL game played today, unfortunately. Um, I'm here in the comfort of Studio B, but man, what a 24 hours it's been in the NHL, Craig. <laughs> yeah, I you know I, I arrived uh, in Seattle yesterday, got to my hotel, and, and and by the way, the park behind me is where the Space Needle is located. If if Sean zoomed out and I didn't have so much glare going right now, you could probably see the Space Needle. But <laughs> literally right across that park is Climate Pledge Arena, and I walked over for practice, watched practice, and just as they were coming off the ice, word came down from the league that Tuesday's game, today's game against the Kraken, had been postponed just as the game against the Canucks on Sunday had been postponed. And then, of course, later that day, the NHL just shut it down through Christmas. So I don't know. I don't yep. know where we're going from here. We, we have a lot to talk about. And, and a, like like everybody around the league, we have a lot of questions. Yep, for sure. Well, just to bring everyone up to date, it had started with the NHL pausing cross-border games um, between Canada and the U.S. Then it was games getting canceled or not canceled but postponed like on a case-by-case basis and it got to a point where yesterday that the league suspended all play except for one game tonight so far as of the time that we're recording this um all play until after christmas because of the high rate of positive covid tests um across the league and that is a total of 50 games postponed and you had sent over this list, and this is not intended for people to actually read it, but just to show, go ahead and show it. That's all the games <laughs> postponed. Just like an insane number of postponements. And that's most of I them mean, were the last few days, too. Yeah, most of them the last few days. And it's so funny to think about when we were talking earlier in the season when first Ottawa had a few games paused, and then the Islanders, and we we're thinking, oh, like. You know, the for the Olympic participation, it just needed to be more egregious than this. I don't think this should be a problem. And then you look at that list and it's like, okay, this is what they meant when they put that out in their clause with the NHLPA to be able to pull out of the Olympics, which we'll get to the Olympics in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I mean, this is just came kind of storming in out of nowhere. It feels like not nowhere because this has been going on, but just the last week or so, everything kind of took a change and Super chat from Alex. Craig is just taking a vacation. Well played. So yes, Craig planned this whole thing. This was all his plan. Yeah. Shout out to Saul Bookman for this all expenses paid trip to Seattle. <laughs> Found me a great hotel. Thanks, Saul. It's it's, it's going well here. Um, I'll be here for the rest of the day flying back to the Valley uh, in the morning. I actually looked at the possibility of coming back today, but the direct flights were not a possibility. The you know, stop over like seven plus hour flights were a possibility if I wanted to pay like some huge change fee as well. So it just didn't make any sense. So, so he uh, says <laughs> I'm working. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the story I'm going with. So I'll stick uh, in Seattle for the day where it's it, actually, the sun just peaked its way out for a little bit. Uh, I, I'm not sure if no, it, it's, it's out a little bit, trust me, not a lot. Yesterday when I got here it was just gray and, and it was spitting and, and then it turned into snow for a little bit. It was super gray this morning and cold, but hey, maybe I'll go for a walk after we finish the show here. Wow. Look at you. Just enjoy making the best of it. <laughs> Mr. Sunshine. That's, that's what they call me. Yep. <laughs> making the best of it. Well, I mean, this is, 
for taking a turn um, in the last little bit here. And you had said, so according to the World Health Organization, this new variant cases are doubling every 1.5 to 3 days. And it's expected to become the dominant strain in the coming weeks. And I don't know about you, Craig, but the way that this feels right now, this is kind of what March 2020 felt like in some sort of way. On the one hand, in March 2020, we had no idea what we were dealing with, where as I feel like now we do a little bit more. But what what led to this point where we are right now with the NHL pausing and what does this mean and kind of what's next? I, I guess. I think the what led to this pause is just the rapid uh, increase in positive tests. But as a lot of players are saying, as a lot of people in the NHL are saying, and, and listen, that this is somewhat documented scientifically, although we're very early in this process. So, you know, you take everything with a grain of salt. We've seen how fluid this this virus has been so far. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of contradicting information. Um, it's highly transmissible. We know that it, it and that's the reason it's been spreading. But early on, it looks like it's not as not as dangerous. And I say that with all, all sorts of qualifiers, because again, we're very early in the process, but early on, it, it, it seems to be not nearly as dangerous. And that's sort of the thing that I think a lot of people around the NHL are looking at right now. A lot of these players and staff that are coming down with positive tests, they have no symptoms. I, you know, I spoke to Dave Tippett, the Edmonton Oilers coach the other day, and he said he's stuck in his house and he's like, Craig, I feel great. I literally have nothing wrong. And yet here I am. You know, I, I think there's this movement in the NHL to say maybe we shouldn't be testing people if they don't have symptoms. And listen, there's going to be disagreement on that as well. Um, the the overriding thing here is the players just want to keep playing. They don't want to see what happened in 2020 happen again, where we shut it down. We delay the season into May and June. It impacts pay. It impacts revenue and therefore the cap. It it impacts a lot of things going forward if if you have that. Uh, take place. But then you've got the flip side of this, where there are some people that are concerned that, you know, if, if you stop testing uh, asymptomatic people, you still have the issue of community spread. You How do you do contact tracing? So there's all of that out there. And 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 while, you know, a lot of people have weighed in on this, and I think, think you have clips from a couple of them. I spoke to Andre Turin yesterday, and he said, I love the NFL model of just testing people who have symptoms. But then again, I'm not an expert. I don't want to get in their kitchen and say that I know better than them. I'm going to let the pros, the league, the doctors decide this because they know best. So I guess more than anything right now, the players, the coaches, managers, everybody in the NHL, they're just waiting for direction. They're waiting really for a coherent strategy on what the NHL is going to do, especially if this thing lingers past the Christmas break, which all indicators say it will. Yeah. So Craig, what, what is, what is the NFL's model right now versus the NBA versus what the NHL was doing? Yeah. They're the, the NFL model now it's, it's where they're only testing unvaccinated players and those experiencing possible symptoms. That's what they're doing for, for COVID-19 testing. Um, and like I said, a lot of NHL players, coaches, managers are on board, but not everyone's on board with this. And listen, there's, there's some concerns like, uh, Christian Fisher, I'm not saying he's he's not on board with this. He doesn't want to see the league paused either. But he said, you know, what if one of your worst fears is what if you take it home to, you know, what if a player takes it home to their kids or their grandparents at risk family members, you know, not knowing that they have it. There's all of that to worry about as well. Yeah, we just need a bubble for the next three years as a bridge saving <laughs> strategy. I like the way you think. And Pat had also asked if we're looking at bubbles to make up games. I think 
there's a lot of stuff on the table that we can discuss what some possibilities would be. What finally led to this pause, though, Craig, was it just the number of games getting canceled where the NHL just kind of had to put their foot on the brake? Yeah, I think they wanted because they saw the alarming rise in positive tests. So they they just figured, OK, let's get everybody away from each other for a while and we'll see if we can get this thing in check. That's the hope. Right. But you don't know. Again, this is highly transmissible. What are people doing away from the arena? Um, are, are they coming in contact with others? There's there's so many things to consider here. It's it's not an easy solution. Listen, I, I want to make that very clear. Everyone's saying the league should just do this. Well, the league has to worry about the legal side of this as well, right? Liability, things like that. There's a lot that comes into play here when you're making these sort of determinations. Yeah, it's so complex too because, you know, it's easy to say, okay, pause all games. Well, if everyone's, you can't just expect everyone to just sit at home isolated in their house in the meantime. People have kids, people have families who are seeing other people. It's just, you know, it's like everyone is still kind of living their life and then how much control does the league have to say like no you can't right. do this no you can't see your family on christmas i mean the the nhl is always off the day before christmas and christmas and anyway so you know what, what are they going to say like don't go see your family so it's just so confusing and i think this pause almost came from like everything was just moving so fast and they just said like okay let's just take a breath and <laughs> try and figure this out because like you, it just see every day there's more and more players going into protocol. I think Calgary Flames was up to 18 players yeah, in COVID protocol. Um, the Washington game got canceled tonight because both teams had a number of players go into COVID protocol. So it's just endless every single day. And at what point do you call it? At what point is it going back to, you know, Mar last March where you're canceling everything? Like just what? What is the right answer? I don't know if there is one, and that's something that the NHL is going to have to weigh over the next couple of days. Yeah, I saw Karen McKenzie just said on her chat that you know there's no good answer, and that's that's really the only honest answer. There are a lot of people that come out with strong opinions saying this is the answer. Well, listen, <laughs> a, a, a situation like this is both fluid and nuanced. There are a lot of things to consider. So if, if you just come out trumpeting, you know, your one solution as the as the solve all, the cure all for for this. I don't know. I, I think that's too strong. There's there's a lot going on here to consider. And, and I agree there's there's not a great answer right now. It's it's not an easy thing to manage. So, it, uh, again, like I said, we you know, we're, we're going to pause through Christmas and then players will come back for testing on the 26th. OK, well, what happens if we just get right back in this boat again? I know Andy Strickland tweeted earlier that the plan is to try and do these makeup games in February. But what happens if we keep adding on postponed games because because it's still around and people are still testing positive for it. Do we keep extending it out then? Do we not just add games in that break? Do we add games in May? Do we add games in June? Does it put the draft and all these other events in jeopardy? Does it extend the playoffs? There's, there's so much to consider here right now. And again, like, like I said earlier, it's not just uh, okay, let's not test the asymptomatic players and leave it at that. There are other considerations like community spread, contact tracing, liability, all these things that have to come into play as well when you are running a professional sports league. And not to mention the the cross-border issue between Canada yeah. and the U.S. because every country has its own restrictions and regulations. And this is something that the NHL has to juggle, that the NFL doesn't have to at all, and that the NBA only has one team to deal with with that in which case last year they were just did their whole season in Florida so it's 
a little bit less of an issue for the NBA, but for the NHL, I mean, that's a huge issue. And um, John had said something about, is it just time to reinstitute the North division again? And is that something that they look at like a realignment of the divisions? Is it, you know, a scenario that we kind of go back to what happened last season where it was just divisional games or do we move to bubbles? Like, yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. And even, even if you do that, you know, if you put the players in a bubble, um, okay. Uh, what, what about their families? What, you know, are you telling them not to contact their own families? Are their families going out? There's, there's all sorts of considerations like that as well. Uh, you know, and Karen just asked if they're still serious about hosting the all-star game in Vegas in early February. Well, you know, that's a signature event for the NHL. It's really important, Karen. And and right now I have not heard any buzz about that being canceled or postponed or 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 whatever. But yeah, you, again, you wonder that they've already we've, we've already gotten to the point where a cancellation of the Olympics is going to be announced. Not a cancellation, but NHL players are not going to go to the Olympics. That's that announcement is coming soon. Um, so if you're not willing to do that and, and listen, there are crazy protocols in place in China that are scaring people up. But do you really want everyone to descend on Vegas for the all-star game if you're worried about COVID still in, in early February? I don't know. that. I don't think the NHL is going to make that decision yet. They're probably going to see how this thing plays out after the holiday and, and into January before they make a determination on the all-star game. I also think that the next event on their mind is actually the Winter Classic coming yep. up um, on New Year's Day, I believe it is. Um, and I think that is more of their focus, their short-term focus, because, I mean, that to them, like, is almost essential that that happens for so many reasons. And we've mentioned all of the considerations, that the, all the considerations they have to consider. That's the most eloquent way I can put it. But just, you know, it's a money-making event. Yes, first and foremost, new, right? New, yeah, it's all about money. And also, it's a new deal, TV deal with ESPN this year. You know, there's just so much so many layers to this that you know you like have to consider that the NHL is probably going to want that to happen the issue with the olympics was less of something that the NHL worried about in the sense that they they didn't want the players to go anyway for mostly also money making reasons because it doesn't make them any money and puts their players at risk but in terms of you know the all-star game and the winter classic those are two NHL events that would make the league a lot of money and garner the league a lot of attention can you go back to Stephen Fisher's question there? I think it just came, just disappeared from the screen. Yeah. And we, we just talked about this a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts on Iserman? Steve Iserman, uh, GM of the D Detroit Red Wings, thoughts of NHL testing too much like the asymptomatic players and just try to push this through. This illness is never going to go away 100% in the world. I, I agree with the latter thing. And I, I you know, there's, there's a, there's a side of me that wonders if this is just going to be like a flu shot. You need to get it every year. A booster. I have my booster. I'm, I'm probably going to keep that up as long as it's recommended yeah. by reputable health sources. But in terms of the NFL, you mentioned some of the concerns earlier, Leah. You're dealing with two nations here. The NFL doesn't have to deal with two nations. So how does that impact things? How does Canada feel about this versus the U.S.? Um, and again, uh, things that I mentioned earlier, You and I'm not saying this will rule the day, but there's still concerns about community spread, contact tracing, those are also part of the equation here. So how does the NHL, how do its, its experts, its health experts feel about that? I, you know, I don't, I don't know where the answer lies and I'm not going to pretend that I'm a medical expert here. I just want to see how this plays out. I want the NHL to come out with some sort of coherent strategy. And that's, yeah. that's pretty much where all staff sit right now. When you talk to them, it's just 
so confusing on a day-to-day basis, not knowing if they're on or off. Scott Wedgwood said this yesterday when I talked to him. Are we on today? Are we off today? I mean, they they show up in Seattle after skipping the flight to Vancouver for obvious reasons, thinking up until the last minute that they're going to play the Kraken, and then they come off the ice for that practice, and suddenly it's off, and they got to find a way to get back to the Valley off this five-day road trip that amounted to one game. It only had one game in it instead of multiple that they thought. Well, um, Stephen had mentioned those comments by Steve Eiserman. We actually have a clip of it. So let's go ahead and roll these clips by Detroit uh, GM Steve Eiserman. I don't know what the right thing is. At the end of the day, I think, uh, and now I'm getting political, but at the end of the day, uh, our players are testing positive with very little symptoms, if any symptoms at all. Uh, I don't see it as a threat to their health uh, at this point. So I think you might take it a step further and question why are we even testing uh, for guys that have no symptoms. The players, I think, ultimately, they want to play. Um, I don't think, and I get, you probably need to ask them that. You know, guys I've talked with, nobody really has any. Is None of the players have come to us and said, hey, we should shut this down. Uh, if they feel that way, they haven't expressed that to us. Um, I, I think our players have been very positive in that. Just tell us what we need to do and we'll do it. They've been uh, acceptive of the uh, protocols, uh, whether they like them or not is irrelevant, but they've been uh, willing to do them. I, ultimately, I think they just want to play and, and get through this to the best uh, for all. Nobody wants anybody to get uh, violently ill or deathly ill, anything like that. Guys are willing to do their part. Um, but right now, I think, I guess uh, my perception is they'll do what they have to do. They want to play and uh, get through it. Yeah, those comments by Steve Eisman kind of echoing what we're saying that the players want to play and they want to do what it takes. Everyone wants to play. There's nobody who's sitting here saying that they don't want game to be played it's just a matter of how can they do that and how can they do that safely in the best interest of the players and the best interest of the fans and the nhl is also considering revenue and the community right they Mm -hmm. they they still are responsible actors within a a greater community so they have to consider that because they they have fans that that support these leagues where do the fans sit some of them look I, i i think if you probably took a poll inside the nhl they'd be in favor of the nfl model but the nhl has to weigh more than that. So I, I'm curious where this all goes. Yeah. Um, Tim kind of asked this question. I'm very much interested in protecting the community and vaccinations, but in the world of the NHL players uh, should be able to say, I'm okay with risking it. We should just play maybe an NHLPA vote. Is that yeah. something? I think it could come to that, Tim. I, I really do. But uh, again, um, it's, you, they don't, Right now, they don't operate within a bubble. Listen, we are, we're all in this together, right? We're part of a greater community. So even if one group says, yeah, I just want to do this, I want to be tested, or only when I'm showing symptoms and we want to play, well, sorry, but you live within a greater community. So you can't just think about your sport and say, that's it. That's the only consideration that matters. You are still part of a greater community unless we can, and I don't know how we do this, find a way of literally isolating the NHL from the general public. So. Yeah. And I could, again, listen, I know right right now, as I said earlier in the show, this latest variant, while highly transmissible, does not seem to be dangerous right now. And that's probably part of the thinking. I know it's part of the thinking for the for the players and the coaches. But again, the NHL 
it's a nuanced answer. It's always nuanced. It's not a simple solution. As Karen said, there, there are no easy answers here. Yeah. And another, we actually have another clip too of uh, Winnipeg Jets goalie, Connor Hellybuck with his two cents on the situation as well. Well, the, the whole COVID protocols, I think are just tough on people. Um, I think it's doing a lot more harm than good. And everyone that I talk to, they're in agreement that we we need to be informed, and then we need to be able to make our own decisions. Like, I think our fans need coming to the games and and need a team to cheer around to to bring the community back together and bring people's spirits up. They need something to look forward to because all this shutdowns, and I know me personally, all the shutdowns is just, it's hard on, on on families, you know, mentally and not being able to do things and live your life the way you want to live is it's tough on people. So. You know, when this league is starting to go back to those ways, I just don't see if they're really thinking about how it's affecting people long term. It's, I mean, it's a valid point, too. Everyone is a human being and not just the players, but the families and not just the players and families, but fans and just the men- the whole mental aspect of it all too is some- also something to consider i would not want to be in the nhl office right now having to come up with a solution for this yeah and and listen this i want to address that as well because I, you know you you talk about what guys are doing to spend the time now that they've introduced these new protocols around the league you know guys here were basically stuck in their rooms. I talked to Andre Tourigny and he said man they're, they're just long days where you can't do anything imagine a coach trying to to plan and live through this. First of all, you you, you can't plan. He, and he said that you don't, you can't plan. You just have to roll with it. So if you can't even plan out what your week is going to look like for your team, that's that means you can't do your job. So that's got to be frustrating in and of itself. But then to be isolated, Christian Fisher said, we can't even play cards together. It's basically, you know, one or two guys in a room watching the NFL games. So you got to stay away from each other, it, it, except when they're at the teams, you know, team functions. Uh, it's, it's, it's weird. And I know there are a bunch of guys that feel like, look, look, we all, we all got our vaccinations. Um, you know, we all, we all bought into this so that we could play. And so it's a little bit confusing right now. And I don't, I don't even want to get into the anti-vax stuff because I'm, I'm only concerned with good science, not garbage, but, <laughs> but listen, a lot of them, a lot of them went into this and, and, and really bought in and said, we're going to get the vaccinations and they did. And now they're, they just don't understand why they can't keep playing now that they're, they don't feel like they're at high risk. But again, as I said, and I keep saying it's about more than just the individual. It's about the entire community. So good luck NHL. Good luck. This is, this is a brutal thing to try and manage with an entity as large as the national hockey league. Yeah. And the NHL so far is the only of the major leagues to hit pause on their season. Um, The NBA and NFL are still carrying on with a lot of postponements, but still carrying on, which I guess is, you know, fine if you still want something to do and want to watch sports this week. And uh, that's my time to mention to all of you that this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, um, new customers can bet $5 on any NBA team. It's the new promotion this week. So NBA is still going on um, using the promo code PHNX when you sign up, bet $5 on any NBA team and win $100, $150 in free bets if the team you bet on wins um, this week. This Christmas week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Also, all DraftKings Sportsbook customers can get in the Christmas spirit with the holiday free bet surprise. Everyone will get a free bet up to $50 instantly. 
as DraftKings gives away up to $10 million in prizes this week. So, you know, hockey's on pause through Christmas, but you can still bet on the NBA and the NFL. Um, Get your free holiday bets prize. Get your $150 of free bets when you bet $5 on an NBA team to win this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And as a reminder, that's 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Alex said they got their $20 today, so love to see that. Nice. Alex, um, back to the comments. Steven said, you wonder, given where we sit now, how many players would not have gotten vaccinated? Um, Karen said, can't imagine the NHL ceding control to the NHLPA on community health issues like this. It's well, just got to be a collaboration, right? Yeah. The NHLPA has to sign off on it. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a matter of a lot of conversations at this point. Yeah. So something we had mentioned earlier on is that we're just kind of waiting on the official report, but it's going to be announced at some point that the NHL um, NHLPA have agreed to not send NHL players to the Olympics in um, Beijing this February due to COVID-19 concerns. I think this was up for debate the last couple of months and just in the last few weeks, it became pretty apparent that it was not going to work out. And now with all of these cancellations, it, that's kind of the way that the cards fell. Yeah, it's a tough one because you... You don't get many opportunities to compete in the Olympics. Um, and I, I had spoken to Clayton Keller and Ilya Labushkin, two guys who are on the that long list of candidates that teams compile uh, for the United States and Russia, respectively. I spoke to Connor Garland recently, and he he said the same thing that those two players said. Look, if I if I were chosen, I still think I would go because it's such a special opportunity, and you you just don't get that very often. But at the same time, they all understood the concerns. Like nobody wants to get stuck, worst case scenario, in China for five weeks, right? So I, I do think that the prevailing sentiment, well, we know now in the in the NHLPA, is that it's just too risky. It's just way too risky to go over it and 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 do that again. I don't know what's going to happen with the All Star Game. That's domestic, but it's still a large gathering. It's it's just it's a shame because the Olympics keep getting disrupted for various reasons. We keep seeing this kind of stuff happen, and I I I, I love watching the Olympics. I really Me do. Too. I love watching Olympic hockey. What this is probably going to do is pre- present opportunities for other players to compete, <laughs> like uh, Jason Demers, for instance, who I caught up with yesterday, and I'll have a story. Oh right yeah. Here. I'll have a story with him. Yeah, we talked for a while. He's actually over in Switzerland right now because he was supposed to compete in the Spangler Cup. Yeah, which, of course, also got canceled. Well, Team Canada pulled out of it. Yeah, so he's oh, yeah. he's uh, it looks like he's going to be hanging out for the holidays in Switzerland, which is <laughs> really not a bad thing, as I pointed out. Like you could you could find a lot worse places to spend the holidays. But Very true. I think he's excited for this. Uh, again, that story will be up tomorrow, but uh, I, I'm really curious to see how it all plays out. With the Olympics now, I I, I don't know. Will, will you watch it still? If it's you know, it's if this ragtag yeah. group of players, I mean, I, I would I, watch I it. I, I would totally watch it. I mean, it's still, it's you know, I watch luge at the Olympics, and I don't follow luge every other <laughs> year. I mean, I know it's you know hard because it's technically not the greatest athletes in that sport because th- those athletes would arguably be the NHL players for hockey, but. I don't know. I I think representing and cheering for your country in the Olympics, you you cheer for whatever team um, 
is there. So, and there'll be some familiar faces, I'm sure. And just yeah. like you mentioned that there's players who still want to go. Steven Samkos had come out and said that he would want the opportunity to go. He hasn't been able to due to injury over the years. Even um, Sidney Crosby had said today he would be disappointed to not go. So I still think just like there's everyone has an opinion on all of these issues, you will find a, a team that wants to go and a coaching staff that wants to go. Yeah. It's just won't be comprised of NHL players. Bobby Ryan is another NA, uh, former NHL player who's in Switzerland right now um, who would consider playing in the Olympics too. So Pat did just mention that the world juniors appear to still be on, although, you know, that there's, there's been some alterations to that schedule. That's that to me. And I know it is to you because you're Canadian. It's that's a Christmas <laughs> tradition for me. I'm going to watch that term. I oh, love the world juniors. It's funny. I was, I, I didn't used to be on board with this early on. And then I started watching the tournament and it's, it's just like viewing candy for me now. I'm definitely going to be watching World Juniors. And especially this year for all of the Coyotes fans watching this right now, like if you want to know what's happening with your Coyotes prospects and look at some draft prospects going forward when the Coyotes have a ton of picks in the upcoming draft, this is the tournament you want to watch as a Coyotes fan. If you need a little injection of hope, watch the world juniors because wow that is where you get to see it on display firsthand so it seems yeah. like a lot of excitement in the chat for the world juniors i cannot wait yeah yeah dylan gunther uh, dylan gunther among the players that's going to be competing and after as i wrote about in my my very first prospects report for phnx after a slow start in his first few games he's really heated up and is playing well despite the switch from wing to center for the edmonton oil Kings. so i mean that alone is is enough reason for Coyotes fans to watch because he is he's the top prospect in in the system now and and a guy that's going to be here soon. Very true. Well, Craig has teased that his conversation with Demers that will be out. Uh, you published a story on Connor Garland um, the other day and your prospect report and all these stories you can read too if you become a member at gophnx.com um, sign up for an annual membership you get a free shirt when you do or you can do month to month get your first month just 50 cents you can read all of craig's stories all this um, articles by all the talented writers here at phnx it's a family check out the phnx locker my shirts just shipped yesterday i'm so excited to get them i'm getting our brand new coyote shirt i'm getting our cody the coyote shirts in black and purple I really can't wait. Um, if you're procrastinated all of your holiday gifts till this week and you need ideas, you can gift people memberships, you can gift people merchandise from the PHNX locker. It's a great option for the sports fans in your life. So check out gophnx.com and sign up to become a member and join our PHNX family. We would love to have you. Man, all right, back to the comments because i just see them moving let's yeah. see are the knights actually playing tonight i'm confused yes right they still are correct? they have not postponed that one as of now yeah, yeah that's the only one it's the golden knights and the tampa bay lightning is the only game right now <laughs> between now and december 26th i'm glad to hear that your shirt's got shipped and Karen I'm glad to hear that news and by the way I think this is the place where I subtly apply pressure to the PHNX locker folks because I actually also bought a couple shirts for my kids and I haven't received any notification that they've shipped yet so just saying check your spam Craig could be yeah that's probably (laughs) the case 
also just like, I'm sure I'm going to get them. And they're so sweet, they're especially sweet. the one that I call the Grateful Dead Coyote shirt. I, I love yes. that shirt. So. And also just the quality of the shirts. Like they're not like 100% cotton, like the kind that you get th- thrown to like at a sporting event that are, <laughs> it's like a triple XL and it has like the fries sponsorship. On the <laughs> these are like, these are like nice, nice cotton blend shirts. Um, yeah. Just while we're a little like off our topic, Caleb had asked earlier up, Craig, have you tried the Stroop Brewery? yet <laughs> i just got here yesterday i was working honestly i was working yesterday i was at people practice. don't believe it <laughs> yeah i know yeah. but craig just i'm not uh, sure what's going to happen tonight I, I i have i am having dinner with an old friend um so we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see how the night goes okay well you just to stray away just because you are in seattle you still did get to go check out the climate pledge arena correct yeah. yes i did what can you just tease? I know you're going to write a story about it, but what can you just tease about what you saw there and maybe anything uh, to take away that could be implemented into a possible future Coyotes Arena in Tempe? Well, yeah. I mean, and listen, I didn't I didn't get the tour that I hoped to get, Leah, because everything shut down. So it may become part of that story, yeah. But listen, I was in the arena and I I did my own clandestine tour uh, after Coyotes practice ended and everyone had left, went up into the First of all, the press box is amazing. It's huge. It's it hangs. It's actually closer to the ice. It's it's probably as high as Gila River Arenas, but it's closer to the ice, so you get a close up view of, of the action. Um, there are unbelievable amenities up there. They have the dual scoreboards, which I think is funky. I know a lot of people wonder, you know, why would you do that? Well, why not? It's it's something different. I think it looks cool. I was I was actually a little underwhelmed by the the main concourse. I didn't think it had enough like Kraken branding and cool things. Mm-hmm. Although there are there are some cool spaces, mind you, on it. Yeah. Like there's there's one bar that I took took a photo of that is, I don't know, like it's like. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a some underwater looking bar <laughs> and I'll have a photo of that eventually. But like the sweet area, the sweet areas are unbelievable. Uh, even the upper concourse, I think, had, had some nice amenities. So and, and from outside, it's just amazing what they were able to do with the old footprint. I mentioned the location too, just right on the other side of that park behind me. It's a really cool location. There's a lot of stuff going on. I was actually worried when we went live because there's been live music playing like for the past two hours. And it probably stopped like two minutes before our show. So they knew. Yeah, somebody must have given him notice. (laughs) Exactly. They said, excuse me, um, Craig Morgan has a job to do, please and thank you. Well, we'll be hopefully the Coyotes will get to play a game in Seattle in the near future because I know that um, we've all been looking forward to seeing that. It's such a bummer. And it was, I guess, one of the games that we consider a winnable game possibly for the coyotes someone had tweeted at me yesterday like hey at least the coyotes won their last game so they can ride the high of the, the last win heading into this mini break here i was like oh, you know if you got to find some positives in the situation i guess that's a good one undefeated road trip right undefeated yeah. road trip look at that can't can't <laughs> yeah. lose games if you don't play them right Craig? i'm just i'm really excited that the nhl is in this market i've i've listen when i was a kid um, when we were playing in national tournaments, the Seattle Snow Kings had a great youth program. And, you know, fine, you can all chime in now with your uh, 
with your texts or your 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 messages on YouTube telling me that must have been a really long time ago. But that's my point. Seattle has had a thriving youth hockey program for a very long time. I've always thought that this would be a really good market for an NHL franchise. So it's really cool to see it here. I think they've done a lot of things right. Like I said, I listen, no, no arena is perfect, but they, I think they did a, a lot of good things with the space they had available to them. But it's really cool to add this city to the potential road trips for, for the NHL because it's a great city aside from, you know, the constant precipitation. Um, it, it's a great place to visit. Very true. Well, at least you kind of got an extra, a few extra bonus hours with no game tonight. You can explore the city, I guess. Um, Craig, anything else that we didn't talk about with this NHL pause, the COVID issues, anything on the end of the Coyotes that anyone else has said? What's next? Any final thoughts on the, this whole issue? Because, I mean, I think it's evident from this whole conversation that no one really knows and there's a lot of question marks but you know the nhl is taking the time to try and figure it out well you know this might let you know the last uh injured players get a little more time to heal up right so that that's a positive we don't know what's going on with carter hutton right now how long away he is but this gives guys like that a little bit more time to heal but again when we come out the other side of this i i don't know if the i don't i don't think the that the variant is going anywhere for the next couple months not based on all forecasts. So are we going to be right back in this boat? I worry about that. But we should also mention before before we sign off here, Leah, that uh, the Coyotes did pay their bills in in. Uh, they did. Glendale. That was so that I, news just went. There was so much news that that just. Yeah. I tweeted that yesterday. Of- that was confirmed by the city manager in Glendale that they they made their payment and they've agreed to a schedule of future payments. So, you know, if if the Tampa Bay game were still on for Thursday, the Coyotes would be able to play it at Gila River Arena. And it looks like they're going to finish out the season, at least at Gila River Arena. Beyond that, we're all still wondering what comes beyond that. We're all still wondering what happens with Tempe. But at least uh, it appears that they are going to be able to finish out the season at Gila River Arena whenever that ends. Here's a thought for you, by the way. If, if we keep extending games out, you can't go past June 30th, right? <laughs> Because yeah, that's, that's, that's such an interesting out, point. So. I didn't even think about that. For the think they're not a playoff team. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Well, we'll have to we'll keep tabs on what the league's going to do. And someone, I think, it, someone had mentioned in the comments earlier, and I've seen a lot on Twitter. Just hey, if the if the league goes back to the bubble system like they did, that will solve the Coyotes' short term arena issues. If they all you know go to one location and play there in a bubble, then. There you go. Short-term issues solved. Give everyone more time to figure out what to happen here. So, you know, just try to see the positives in this. None of us have the answers right now, and I don't think we will, at least for the short term this week. But as we've seen with COVID and this week, everything is changing, not just by the day, but by the hour. So we'll be sure to keep everybody in the loop um, as we know it. Right now, the Coyotes on pause, their next scheduled game is the 27th um at home fingers crossed we'll see um what what do you think the odds are craig honestly i just don't know at this point when they when they come back at the 26th they're going to do testing again and then we'll get a sense and again it's it's the holidays so you you can't tell people to not gather with their families for the holidays so tbd we'll see 
Yep, we will see. Well, in the meantime, while the NHL is on pause, like I said, you can continue to use the DraftKings Sportsbook app and bet on the NBA and NFL and any other sports that is not currently on pause. Um, sign up using the promo code PHNX and bet $5 on an NBA team to win. And if they do, you'll get $150 in free bets. Um, the Suns game is still on tonight. So if you're feeling confident, they just are coming off a huge win. So you can ride that wave. Check that out as well. Check out um, the coverage of the Suns and the Cardinals play on Christmas. So all of that covered here and more at PHNX. Um, so be sure to check that out. Craig, what are you going to do for the rest of the day in Seattle? Well, well, I'm, I'm going to do a little more work. I'm going to try and finish this piece on JD. I might walk around a little bit. And then, like I said, I'm going to have dinner with an old friend. I guess I can say who it is. It's Ryan Clark, a uh, guy that I worked at the athletic with for a couple hours. We're going to go get some seafood. I want to thank everybody for their restaurant recs and their drinking recs. I wish I were here more time to sample all the things that you guys recommended I try. But that's true. Coming home tomorrow morning, fingers crossed on that one, too, because I'm flying American Airlines. Oh, God. Well, maybe you'll get Petey's luck of uh, travel. He seems they were it. great coming up. They were great coming up. No issues yeah. there. So that's good. Well, fingers crossed for the way back. So uh, just so everyone knows the because and it's so funny, we think about the the teams and the players and everyone not knowing what's going on. We here at PHNX haven't known what's going on, gone on either. So it was almost a relief for them to just say, okay, no games till the 26th. So then we can figure out our schedule because right. it affects the media too. Um, so I'm the idiot who flew to Seattle. Exactly. So thank you all for being right. flexible as we moved from having an 8 p.m. game and a probably 11 p.m. post game show tonight to a 1 p.m. show about what the heck is going on right now. Um, and just to stay consistent, we will be live, assuming Craig's travel goes well tomorrow, um, live tomorrow at 1 p.m. Um, another thing we hadn't mentioned is that uh, Matt Schott tragically passed away over the weekend, um, which was just a huge loss for the Coyotes, for the hockey community in Arizona, and for, of course, most importantly, his family and friends. So just an absolutely tragic loss. But we will be talking all about um, Matt tomorrow on our live show at one o'clock. Um, we'll be joined by Kat Silverman and some other special guests um, for that. So we hope you'll join us tomorrow at one for that. We will also be live Thursday at one since there's no more Coyotes game. Then we will have an audio episode later in the week about Christmas and an additional audio episode. So there's no NHL right now, but we will be continuing to um, have shows this week. So thank you everyone for your flexibility with that. And um, we'll see everyone for tomorrow's show. Craig, anything to add before we head out? No, just about glad, glad you mentioned Matt. Um, just got to know Matt really well all this time covering the Coyotes. And yeah, that one that one stung a lot. It stung a lot. And and, and I think any, anybody who's been a part of the hockey community in Arizona understands what the Coyotes Senior Director of Hockey Development did for the sport. You could make the argument that no individual has done more for the growth of hockey in Arizona than Matt Schott. So, yeah, we're going to honor Maddie tomorrow. Um, just, yeah, I'm heartbroken about that one, and I know a lot of other people feel the same way. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so we're glad to have the opportunity to just dedicate an entire show to him. It's literally the the least <laughs> that could be done to to 
you know, remember him and, and what he's done and the impact that he's had. So we hope you'll join us all tomorrow. We'll continue to keep everyone posted with what we know about the NHL's pause, what comes next, what comes next for the Coyotes. Um, you can follow each of us on Twitter at Craig S. Morgan, at Leah Merrill, at S. Peters Hockey. He'll be back with us um, tomorrow. And you can follow at PageNX underscore Coyotes on Twitter. We'll keep you up to date all there. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, please like and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on audio, please like and subscribe and vice versa. If you're not following us um, or you get your podcast, please do write us a review. It's really, really helpful. And um, we will see everyone tomorrow at one o'clock. Have a great rest of your day, everyone.